Well, good morning, everyone. What a privilege it is to be back at Southwest Baptist Church. It's always with a little fear and, well, maybe not a little fear, more fear than that. But it's always a little fearful to come back to Southwest. But I sure love you folks very much. Love my pastor. There are some of you that have been with us all the years that we've been at Southwest Baptist Church. We're not a very good faithful member, though. We don't come very often. But you know what? We enjoy our church. I mean that. And thank you for being our sending church, our sending pastor. Thank you for loving us and I think it was Brother Sam who told me one day, he said, Ray, we'll take, take Wanda, but I don't know about you. I believe that that's sort of, that's pretty close to the, well, it's, it's just pretty close to that. I don't remember it exactly, but oh my goodness. People have loved Wanda and put up with me. That, that's the way, well, that's what it is with, I think, a lot of us, but especially... Wanda, she has an attitude that shows her love for Jesus Christ. And uh, I appreciate and love my wife very much. There's a little story I've got to tell you. I was digging a ditch and just a few years ago, three or four years or so ago, and we had a, a little machine and the machine was only digging a hole about so wide or so. And so the man who was digging it, he said, Ray, we need to get it a little wider. And I said, well, okay, I'll work on it. So I got my pick and I I was caving in the the sides on both sides, making it a little wider. And one of my good friends came by and he said, Brother Ray, how are you doing? And we were sweating up a storm in that ditch, just trying to get it dug. And I said, okay, doing all right. He said, um... By the way, how old is Wanda? I said, why do you want to know? So I told him, and he said, that's just about right. I said, for what? (laughs) He said, well, when you die, I'm thinking about courting her. I said, well, I'm not dead yet, and she's not available. (laughs) That was Bill McKee. (laughs) I told Bill later... (laughs) I said, you were kidding, weren't you? And he just looked at me and laughed a little bit. And Rodney, the man who was running the ditch witch, uh, ditch witch, I think that's what they call that thing. And he said, you look like you were ready to fight. I said, I would for her. (laughs) There are some things worth fighting for. Well, take your Bibles, please, and go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 54. I I was reading this and as I read, I thought, oh God, thank you for such a beautiful, beautiful passage. And I'll tell you the background of it in just a moment. Isaiah 54, verse two and three, please. You have your place? Okay. 
Enlarge the place of thy tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. Spare not, lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy stakes for thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Can we pray please? Heavenly Father, as we have read these words, may your sweet Holy Spirit take charge now of everything that is said and done in this message. And oh God, I pray for the filling of your Spirit. I pray, oh God, for the anointing of our blessed Savior. Thank you, Lord. Bless this congregation. Bless the pastor. Bless the staff. Bless this church, O oh God, and use us, Lord, in, 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 in such a way that we'll just marvel at what you have done. Oh God, help us, please. Bless America, Lord. Father, we need your blessings upon this nation so bad. Please, Lord, we love you. We praise and bless you. Thank you, Lord for good churches like Southwest Baptist Church. Thank you, Father. We praise you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated if you would. Is Brother Bobby Whitlock here this morning? Brother Bobby, are you here? No, I guess not. He's the man who was the best man at my wedding. My and Wanda's wedding. I had invited him here this morning, but he didn't make it. Well, that's okay. It was in Ethiopia. By the way, is this mine? Yes, sir. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm sorry to drink in front of you, but I'm thirsty. <laughs> it was in Ethiopia that there was a little boy by the name of Leul, L-E-U-L, he came and started, well, he, he, he came and his mother was expectant with him. And I took her to the hospital and Lul was born and they began to live with us. Well, for the last 10 years, uh, they have been a part of our family. And what a joy it's been. But just a couple of years ago, we were out witnessing and Lul was with me. He was around eight at that time. And Lul took my little finger and he, like the Africans would do a lot of times, still take and hold the, the finger and we were walking together. And we met a Muslim man and the Muslim man said, get out of here, I don't want to hear it. And we started to walk away and Lil looked at me and he said, can we go back? And I said, yes. And he said with all the emphasis that he could as a little boy, he said, God loves you. And that man, he just looked at Lil and he said, but I'm a Muslim. And I said, it doesn't make any difference. God loves you. 
Ethiopia is divided with Muslims and the Orthodox Church, the Ethiopian Orthodox Church, and around 50% to probably 40%, and the rest are professing Christians. But with all that being said, listen, we need to consider, we need to consider something. The Lord has given us a message here, I believe, in Isaiah 54, 2 and 3. It was 230 years ago that a young Baptist preacher walked into a pulpit. Congregation was there. And you know what he did? He preached on Isaiah 54, 2 and 3, and his name was William Carey. And William Carey stood there and preached and he said, enlarge the place of thy tent. Let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. Spare not, lengthen thy cords and strengthen the stakes. He said that to a Baptist congregation. Now, let me talk to you for a moment about something. What about us today? When, when you think, think about Southwest Baptist Church, this church does a lot for missions, whether it be home or further out here in America or completely abroad to the uttermost part. This church does a lot. Is it enough? Ah, now think a minute. Here the Bible says, Enlarge the place of thy tent. That's talking to us. Enlarge means to enlarge. That's all it means. Just simply enlarge. If you could imagine a tent. Now, we've had tents. Oh, let me tell you a story about a tent that we had in Sevita. Oh, my goodness. We bought this tent. And it was white. Looked very nice. Beautiful. Oh, when white is white. It looks so good. Uh-huh. We put it under a tree. Well, tall tree and we had shade and I thought, wow, boy, this is great. Look how beautiful this is. And oh my, we were taking photos and it, we had a good amount of people in that tent. And so it worked very well for a while. Then things begin to fall on the tent from the tree. And the tree turned color, uh, the tree, the tent turned colors. And it become a green and brown striped tent. And the stripes were everywhere. And there was mold everywhere. And there was, and the nice white tent wasn't so nice and white anymore. But you know what happened? I didn't realize it, but holes begin to come in the tent. And we have two seasons in Ethiopia. One is the dry season, good season. One is the wet season. And let me tell you, when it's wet, it's wet. And when it's dry, it's dry. Well, when you have holes in the tent, guess what? In the wet season, you're there and you're moving over here to try to figure out a place where there's not a hole in the tent. But, oh my, some of the most beautiful times we had in that old tent. 
enlarge the place here, he says, of thy tent. And I thought about that old tent. Remember, Wanda, when we bought the, we, we, it finally got to the point to where that there was hardly any tent left. It was mostly just the rods and we were still under it. And by the way, it, 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 it's, you know, it's what it is. And you, uh, doesn't give you a lot of covering, but nevertheless, we, we used it for a while and we finally got a green, sort of a green circus tent. And we put this green plastic, we thought it'd be really nice, this green plastic surface, circus type tent on top of our frame. Well, we did that. We lowered the sides down and once again, looked pretty good. Then the dry season came and it began to be hot. And inside that plastic, guess what? It began to be really hot. But you know what we did? We stayed. And God blessed and so many people got saved in that old tent. And we have pictures of where that the children and the, they would stand and sing and the choir would sing and all oh, people would get saved. But the beginnings was like this. Now let me talk to you about enlarge for just a moment. There's a pastor. He's an Ethiopian pastor. And he loves God very much. But way back in the 1950s and 60s, he was playing with a hand grenade and it blew up. And it blew one arm completely off. It just has a nub up here. Blew the fingers off of here, blinded him. I think one ear is gone and the other one's partially gone. Scars all over his face. And Brother Tesfai Gosa is the brother's name. He came to me and he said, Brother Ray, he said, I went to, blind, to the blind school in Sebata. And we were thinking about starting a church there. And he said, I'll go with you if you'd like. And we'll walk up and down the streets of Sebata. He said, I know a lot of people there. So I was the seeing eye dog for Pastor Testify and I would grab his good arm and we'd walk up and down those streets and we'd talk about Jesus. For a whole year, we did that. Me and him and Teddy and three or four others, we'd take two or three days a week and we'd spend four or five hours and go out to Sebata and walk up and down those streets preaching the gospel. And people would say, well, where's your church at? We don't have one yet. When's it going to start? We don't know yet. Where's it going to be? We don't know yet. But we knew that God had told us to go. So when we got over there, we had a vision for the place, but we didn't know. But God took that year and saturated the ground and began to speak to people's hearts. And you know what happened? When we actually did go there, God filled that tent up. Now, what I'm telling you is this, enlarge the place of thy tent. Now, fast forward a few years, and Sebatah is now, the tent is gone, uh, but 
what we have now is a rented building. It's full most of the time. Saturday is full with children. Sunday is full in the church. And people are saved almost every week in that church. There are two evangelists who work there. And Brother Melcomo and Brother Tishali. And you know what has happened? Those two men have become godly young men that are faithful, true to the Word of God. And you know what? They have, they have caught the vision of enlarging and going out. And now the first thing you know, they are the two that are going out to villages and they're trying to get new churches started. They got one started about three or four hours away. Most people over there do not have a car and uh, they take the transport and go. And they went and they told me, they said, Brother Ray, we've, we found a place. They won some people to Christ. And in the church that they, that they got started, in just over a year and maybe three months, there has been nearly 40 new converts in that year. About three or four weeks ago, Teddy sent me a note just before Sunday morning. He said, Brother Ray, they had 10 saved at Awash. Now, amen. That, that's the idea of missions. I mean, we, we love to talk about that. We love to, to say, oh, we had this and we had 10 or 15 baptized. That's wonderful. But the wonderful, real wonderful thing about it is when they stay and the people are really brought into the church. And now that little church is running 70 or 80 people on Sunday. It's probably running close to the same or maybe a bit more of kids on Saturday. They have their Sunday school on Saturday because they're all farmers and, and they, it just works better for them. But regardless, enlarge the place of thy tent. I'd like to say something to you. Consider this, enlarge the ministry of Southwest Baptist Church. Now it's going to be by faith. You and I both know that. We live by faith. We walk by faith. But the point being is this, look, take the Word of God this morning and just say, you know, enlarge the place of thy tent. Well, we're doing so good right now. Yes, but the whole world is dying and going to a devil's hell. And you and I know that. And if good churches like ours don't enlarge, we can't stay just here where we're at. We have got to move forward. Hey, if it's not you and me, who's it going to be? Who in the world is it going to be? We have got to enlarge. And then look what it says. Then And let them stretch forth the curtains. Stretch it out. In other words, if you have a, a big tent, you push it out this way and you, you push it out that way. That church in Awash, the one I just told you about, they told me, they said, Brother Ray, the church is full. It's just a mud hut is all it is. We put tin over the top of it, but it's just a mud hut. I said, is it hard to take down the wall? No. I said, well, take down a wall and go out. So they did. 
They called me up a few weeks later and they said, it's full again. I said, well, what would be best, the other side or the ends? Oh, they, they said the end would be better. I said, well, take it off and we'll buy sheet metal for the top. And I don't know exactly how it looks right now. I, 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 those of you who are contractors, you might say, oh, Lord, if you saw it. But, uh, hey, it holds people. And it is the church of the living God in that area. And men and women are being saved. And you ought to go. Oh, listen, I got to tell you one, one story. I know there's a thousand stories I could tell you, but I got to tell you one. You know, the Zulus. Well, the Zulus are tall people. Well, these people are sort of tall people. And they, they jump up and down. And when they get happy, they really jump up and down. Now, I, I'm too fat to jump up and down. Now, I'm not going to try it. But the, yeah, amen. <laughs> I, I was there and there was a little boy. And the little guy always three or four or five, maybe just a little guy. And he didn't know that when the missionary comes, you're supposed to behave yourself. That's sort of a, that's sort of the thing there. Uh, Pastor, if you and I go, they'll behave themselves. If you and I are not there, I don't know what they do. Uh, but anyway, the, he, he got, oh man, he really got into it. And this little guy's jumping up and down like this. <laughs> I looked at him and man, I began to cry and my old heart just was ready to bust out of my chest. And I thought, oh God, would you give me another 30 or 40 years maybe? I don't, I don't, that's maybe a foolish prayer. But you know what I'm saying. When you, when you just look and you say, oh God, there's so much to do. So many things going on here. So many things that, that we can't do in just five or ten years. Oh, God. But the answer is not for us. The answer is for them who are being trained. Who, if the Lord tarries His coming, will have another 25 or 30 or 40 years. You see, it's a generational thing where that we... We pass the baton on and we give to others. Wanda trains the ladies. I try to train the men. And we pass it on. Hey, just go on. Just go on. Whenever the Lord comes, He comes and that's fine. Whether it's during our lifetime or not makes no difference. The point being is that you and I need to train those so that if the Lord does tarry His coming, they will be able to serve Him 25, 30, 40 plus years. Amen. That's the whole idea of it. Now, look what else it says. Not only enlarge the place, not only stretch forth the curtains, but spare not. Don't fear. Yeah, some people are fearful when you say, oh, we, we need to move forward. Some people are fearful. And uh, they'll say, well, no, we can't. We're doing all we can do. Most of us are not doing all we can do. You're right. That's true. Amen. Amen. It's true. 
most of, you might say, brother, now, Brother Ray, you don't know how serious it is in America. Yes, I do. We've been here two months. I've seen it. By the way, I've filled my car up a couple of times. I've felt it. So, I do know. But the point is, please forgive me, but we haven't done all we can do. We have not done that. You and I have a couple of more nickels we can rub together somewhere. When we were in New York City, we had a lawyer. I hope there's no lawyers in here this morning. But we had one of the most crooked lawyers you've ever seen in your life who had the papers of our church. And he arranged it so that on a certain day, I think it was a couple of weeks or, or three weeks or something, that we had to pay 30, 30 or 13? 33, $33,000 in just two or three weeks. Well, we didn't have 33 cents, let alone $33,000. And I told our church, I said, brethren, what are we going to do? Most of them were from the West Indies, Jamaica, Trinidad, Haiti, all those places in the West Indies. And they said, oh, brother Ray, brother Ray. I said, what? So we've got sock money. I said, you've got sock money? Yeah. They brought in, and this is no, this is no kidding. I, I, Wanda's here. She can verify this. They brought, it, they brought it in just the way they had it. Coins, dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever they had. They, that's how they brought it in. And we took it to that crooked lawyer. And laid, we counted it first, made sure it was the right amount. And we laid it on his desk and said, there, you've got it. And he looked and he said, well, I'm not going to count it. And I said, well, I'm not either. I, we, it's, it's already been counted by our church and it's there and you need to give us a receipt. And by the way, you can take and go roll a donut or something. We've got the money and you're not getting our building. Guess what? We kept our building. That building's still up there today. What I'm, what I'm saying to you is this. Look, God knows how to take what you and I've got and use it. You and I have not given everything that we can give. We need to enlarge. We need to lengthen. We need to spare not. In other words, don't say I cannot. We cannot. We can. We really can. I, you know what? There are things that you and I can do without. I found out something. Every time I get back, I get, every time I come back, I get fat. Every single time. I had to go back over there to lose it again. Uh, we could give up a little bit, brethren. Sure. You and I both know it. We could give up a little bit. And you know what? Put that, not, not put it, not, that's the wrong word, invest it in missions. Invest it in missions. And look what he says. Now, lengthen thy cords. Now, when you stretch the, the tent out, when you stretch the faith out, we need to lengthen the cords. And the, you know the idea. Look, we've heard it before. There are ropes from your church to the foreign mission fields and you folks hold the rope. And he says, stretch it out. Lengthen it out. 
But look at this. Next he says, strengthen thy stakes. Now that gets right here to the home front. Have you ever had, have you ever tried to put up a tent? I, I am one of the worst tent makers in the world. I, I tried to put up a tent, tent once and they give you these little stakes and if you pound them too hard with a the hammer, they either break or bend. Well, you've probably seen that before, but lengthen thy stakes. In other words, when you begin to stretch it out, get things strong and deep here at home. Please. Don't, don't step out foolishly and say, we're going to do this. And then you're not able to do it because you haven't taken care of things at home. That's foolishness. But how do we do it? We don't do it one step at a time. You know, the Great Commission is Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and then what? Uttermost parts. But the point is, you, you don't do it one little step at a time. You, you take it by faith. And you say, we will do right here. And we will do over there. And we will do over there. And we will go further over there. But we have to give over here. And as you do, you are strengthened. We are strengthened. The Word of God goes out. And the first thing you know, lots of things are happening. Amen. Let me tell you one thing about Wanda. She wants to work with the unwed mothers. We have a lot of them. We had 17 unwed mothers at one of her ladies' meetings just a month or so ago. And when you're an unwed mother in Ethiopia, it's very diff difficult. There is no social or there are no uh, social helps. There's no government help. The family a lot of times will push you aside. The young lady who came and who works with us in Ethiopia, her name is Bella, and I told you about her son, Leul. Well, she was an unwed mother and still is an unwed mo uh, mother. But you know what? God can take and change things. Let me show you something. Look at this, verse 5. For thy maker is what? What, what, brethren? Thine husband. What? For thy maker is thine husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And thy redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of the whole earth, shall he be called. He does not push aside the unwed mothers. She's got a vision. By the way, your missionaries need to be visionary-minded. Your pastor needs to be visionary-minded. Your staff needs to be visionary-minded. Listen, I, I know I'm taking, out, taking it out of context, but without a vision, the people perish. And the point being is that you and I need to be visionary people. We really do. Well, guess what? The Lord has become the husband to ladies like Bella and other unwed mothers to where that they're waiting for the right man 
to come into their lives. Amen. They are waiting for God's leading rather than their impulse. Uh, I'll leave it alone. And uh, they're waiting on the Lord. And that's the point. You and I, listen, regardless of what excess baggage we have, we can be used by God. God can use any one of us. Your pastor was very kind to tell on me about Mulligan Flats. Have any of you been to Mulligan Flats? You have? Ah, Bless your hearts. Ah, oh, I've got friends. All right. Uh, Mulligan Flats is a prestigious part of Oklahoma City. It is a historical part of Oklahoma City. I have had an old truck tire that I'll bet we rolled a million miles in Mulligan Flats. And they'd get the skinniest one of us kids that they could get stick us inside that tire and roll it down the hill. <laughs> and on that particular hill, it's where Tuttle Street is. And there's a hill there. And if you go down, there's an intersection down there. And the cars are going like this and you're coming lickety split down that hill in this old tire. Well, anyway, none of us got killed that I remember of. But uh, we had a blast in that old tire, Mulligan Flats. Oh man, lots of, lots of stories about Mulligan Flats. But here's why I'm telling you, look, God wants us to be used by Him. God wants that. Can I show you just a couple of things? Look, verse 7, For a small moment have I forsaken thee, but with great mercies will I gather thee. Verse 8, But with everlasting kindness well, I have mercy on thee. Verse number 10, for the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from thee. And look at verse 17. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Hey, does God have you and me in his hands? He sure does. Does God have our churches in his hands? He certainly does. God said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. I'll be with you. Don't worry about it. So no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. God is greater than anything that can come against us. So what do we do in this day? By the way, isn't this a wonderful day to be alive on the planet Earth? It really is. I don't want to be dead down here. I'd much rather be alive. And it's a wonderful day because it is our day. Hey, think about this. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Not tomorrow if, if we have this, tomorrow if we have that. No, it's today is the day. This is the day. Hey, we live in a world where that we can get on social media and make our voice heard for just for multitudes of people. 
You, you and I couldn't do that years ago, but we can today. We need to be visionary. We need to think out of the box. We need to get it to where that we say, you know what? What if that area over there that we could do this or that? Okay, look into it. Try. See what happens. Enlarge and lengthen and strengthen and, and spare not. And all these words that we've looked at, every one of them is the idea of moving ahead by faith. We need to do that. If we don't, you know what we'll do? We'll stagnate. I've gone down, up and down. Is it I-44 that runs north and south? Is it I-44? Yeah. So from Chickasha up to here, there, there's a pond out on the side. And in the center of it, it looks very nice. But on the sides of it, it's becoming... That green where that it, it's there's no life. I guess there had been a place at one time where that maybe a stream or something ran into it, but now it's becoming stagnant. You don't want Southwest Baptist Church to become stagnant. Amen. You don't want your missionary program to become stagnant. Oh, we give so much. We give so much to missions. Yes, well, enlarge your tent. Lengthen those cords. Strengthen those stakes. Make it to where that the vision that we have, the vision that other missionaries have, that you can say, we'll get involved in that thing. We'll get involved in this thing. We'll do what we can. Enlarge, enlarge, enlarge. That man, William Carey, stood there and he said, we can do more. Remember the name William Booth? He was from the, the Salvation Army. And it said, I, I, I wasn't there, of course. Uh, Brother Ted may have been there. Uh, but <laughs> it said about, yeah, I know, you'll get me later. I know that. Uh, it said about William Booth that he said when he was getting ready to die, others, others. Is that true, Brother Ted? Yeah, you heard it. Uh, so William, William Booth, he is saying exactly what we're saying. Others. There's over a hundred million people who live in Ethiopia. You know how many independent Baptist missionaries there are? About that many. You know how many other Baptist missionaries there might be in the country, Southern Baptists and others? Maybe that many or that many. Maybe around 20. I'm telling you, listen. The world is open to the gospel. Now, you, uh, am I telling you they're lining up to be saved? I'm not telling you that. You know better than that. But I am telling you that they are open to the gospel because the gospel teaches us that if you and I will pray and go, God will open up hearts. And he is opening up hearts. Let me tell you one more story. There's a tree in Ethiopia. And that tree, is out in a desert area. 
long ways from any, from any other thing. And they worship at that tree. And they'll take blood of animals. I don't think there's any human sacrifices that I know of. But they'll take the blood of animals and take it there and they'll paint it on, on the tree. I've been to that tree and we've prayed at that tree that God would break the demonic hold that is there among the people. We went to an area once and it was a Ethiopian Jewish community. Did you know there are Jews in Ethiopia? There are. In fact, Israel uh, deported, um, I don't know, I, I'm thinking the number 10,000, but I'm, I'm not sure if that's correct or not, but thousands they uh, took into Israel from Ethiopia. Well, we went to a village, me and a young man by the name of Tim Pledger from Florida, and with Teddy and some others, we went there, and we walked for hours to get to this village. We'd never been there before. When we finally got to that village, you know what we found? We found men and women who were Jewish, Ethiopian Jews. We stayed there for several days preaching the gospel all out of the Old Testament. Everything was Old Testament, not a New Testament, anything, except to say, He's come. He's come. And we... Finally, at the end, we started giving invitations. Either 30, if I remember correctly, 30 or 35 people accepted the Lord Jesus as their Messiah and as their Lord and Savior. And you know what? We would, oh, we, man, we were jumping up and down and shouting and just excited. And, oh, God was, God had done something great and we were privileged. And, and we found a young man who was there that we knew and he became the uh, leader of that little group. Well, a short time later, Pastor Brahanu, one of our dear good friends, he went there. And when he got there, he said, Brother Ray, he said, I found that you had planted the seed properly. He said, we had another 14 or 15 accept the Lord. And he said, I baptized nearly 50 people. Guess what there is now? There's an independent, fundamental Baptist church in that village that had been all Jewish. Amen. Hey, amen, church. Amen. That, that's why I'm saying to you, look, you have got to have a vision, an enlarged vision to where that you say, you know what? There is another village over there. There is another place over there. There is something else over there. Let's do more than what we're doing. And if you and I will do that, starting right here. And again, don't make it a one, two, three, four. Oh, we'll get to number four in about 10 years. No, I'm sorry. That's not the way it works. Let's move out together. One and I are ready to move. We got plans for years. I don't know if we have years, but we've got plans for years. Hey, together. Can I tell you one more story? Look, uh, that clock's wrong, by the way. Uh, it, it's not right. Uh, it's, well, 
You know what it is. Uh, anyway, uh, listen, in La Ethiopia is divided. And the north is where the war is. There's a, a very large civil war still there. Lots of people being killed. But in the south, there's a drought. The land is just as hard as this tabletop. No rain for over two years. We went there and fed over 700 people just about a month and a half or so ago and uh, preached and people got saved and so on and so forth. But while well, I'm telling you, God put it in my heart. Why don't we dig a well? Why don't we dig a well in that desert area? And I spoke to some men and they said, Brother Ray, you could do that. And I thought, well, you didn't volunteer. Uh, but they said, yeah, you can do that. Go ahead. And more power to you. You know, you figure it all out and do it. I said, well, look, we're going to need some money. Well, we'll give you some money when you get it all figured out. Okay, thank you. So we have a vision, honest to goodness, in a desert to dig a well. You're not going to dig it by hand. This is going to take equipment and so on. But we have a desire and a vision, I believe, from the Lord that is right and in his will and at his time, we're going to dig a well. And we're going to try our best to hit water because there are rivers there. They're dried up now, but there are rivers there. And we're hopeful that, just imagine this, if you can think, Muslims everywhere. In that area, there are Muslims. There's very few Orthodox. Almost 90% are Muslim. And if I bring... Well, if you bring a jerry can and you don't have any water in your home and I take that jerry can and I'll say in Jesus' name, let's fill this thing up and fill that thing up and hand it back to you, I'm going to become your friend. And doors are going to be opened. And men and women and boys and girls who have to carry water from just a, almost a dried up mud hole where there's hardly anything there, can have some fresh, clean water, that's going to open some doors. And if it opens doors, it will open doors for the gospel. Amen. And the first thing, you know, just imagine, if you go in and, and you give to this one and you give to that one and you give to another one, and they say, you know, that church that's over there, they give water. Yes. I think it's an opportunity. Somebody says, well, how are you going to do it? With churches just like, excuse me, Southwest. Right. Right. <clears throat> Southwest. Right. Uh, Southwest. Yeah. <laughs> Who, you know, Southwest, the one that you pastor. Uh, this one. If you guys will get behind us and help us and pray that God will just open the doors. I'm not a well digger. I don't know how to dig a well. Might know how to dig it by hand, but I, I certainly couldn't do it any other way. But together, listen, we can find the right people, the people who are knowledgeable, the people who know what they're doing, and we can dig a well for the glory and honor of God and for the salvation of Muslim people in Ethiopia, and we can do something that is visionary.
I don't want to fall off this thing. Uh, that is visionary. Where did you, you, you just say, that's crazy, Brother Wade. Well, it may be, but it'll work. Enlarge. Strengthen. Lengthen. Don't worry about it. Just do your homework and let's put our money together. Let's put our faith together and let's do something for the glory of God. So that's, that's the idea. Now look, you and I, we all know that things start here at home. I'm aware of that. It may be, listen to me carefully for just a moment. It may be that you're here at Southwest and you're not saved. It may be that you're here in this church and your vision is just out there somewhere. It's not really defined or anything. It's just sort of randomly thrown away here and there. You have a vision about this and a vision about that and a vision about something else. You ate the wrong thing and you really have a bad vision. But you need, listen, if you're here and you're unsaved, you need to be saved. That's the first thing. If you're here and, and your Christianity is just sort of, you know, you have it, but that's about it. Can I encourage you? Draw it in to where did you get on board with what this church is doing? Just imagine if every one of us would be involved in missions. Now, I know in most churches, there's just a small percentage of the whole church that is giving. I know that. I'm aware of that. But just imagine what if all of us caught the vision to where that, man, when that offering plate is passed, you willingly dig in and you don't get a couple of dollars or a fiver or something. You get something that amounts to something and put it in. Now, if all you have is just a little bit, just like that widow woman, give what you can. And God will honor it. No problem with that. But a lot of us, we have more than just two little coins. Give what you can. Let God bless it. Let's see what God can do with Southwest Baptist Church for this year. This summer missions conference, what if it was one of the best that's ever been? Oh, Brother Ray, don't you know who's the president? Yeah, I know. Well, don't you know how the government's going? Yeah, I know. Well, don't you know how the gas prices are and, and this and that? Yes, I know. But the Bible said, spare not. The Bible said, don't worry about things by faith. Just go ahead. Doesn't mean foolishly, but it does mean by faith. Can I ask you, please? Get on board with Southwest Baptist Church, your church. Get on board. Don't be just a member. Be in with both feet. Amen? Amen. Be in with both feet. Just jump in and say, you know what? I want on board. I want to do what the rest of these good people are doing. I want to do what the leadership of my church is leading us to do. I want to do, I want to get involved. I'd like to see a well built over there. I'd like to see those unwed mothers, not 17 or 20 or 25, but a hundred of them. 
We've just built a building. We're almost finished with it, by the way. It's wonderful. I, I, you'll see part of it tonight in the video. But you know what? Buildings are wonderful, but people are better. I don't want an empty building. For heaven's sakes, why have an empty building? We have to get out and fill the thing up. Well, as you do, your prayers are being answered. People will be saved. Gospel will be preached. That's what it's all about. So I just want to encourage you this morning. Look, take what, I, what I've tried to share with you. Enlarge, lengthen, strengthen. Put it down where the, the tent will not blow over. Enlarge and do all those things. And as you do, you know what we'll find? that over on the mission field, things are being accomplished because of your faith right here. Oh, how I want, how I, how I want to see Southwest go and just, just grow. Amen. Grow and grow and grow. Right now, it's solid. But you know what? You can be solidly secure and you can be sitting on, on your premises rather than standing on the promises. You're just sitting down. Please don't do that. For heaven's sakes, let's go. Let's grow. Let's do something for God. Some people might say, I don't think we can. That's the wrong attitude. Take the attitude of, well, we haven't done that before, but hey, we haven't had the chance. Now we've got the opportunity. Right. Let's step forward by faith. Right. Dig in that pocket just a little bit deeper. Give something extra too. And, and don't just give it randomly. Get on board. Let's do something for God. Amen? Amen. Let's do something for God. Now it starts right here. The invitation is going to start. Please. Your pastor will come. I want to ask you to do something. Put some feet to what you've decided. Please, put some feet to what you're deciding in your own heart right now. I need to be saved. Put some, put some feet to it. Come forward. Accept the Lord. I, I, Ray, Brother Ray, I would go. All right. Get up. Put some feet to it. Come down to the altar and pray and ask God, God, what do you want me to do? He'll show you. He did for us. Listen, we're just two Oklahoma kids trying to serve God. We don't have a whole lot, but what we have, we've given to Him. Have you? Have you given what you have? Have you done it? Have you said by God's grace, here am I. God, use me. Let's pray, please. Pastor, why don't you come, brother? Let's go ahead and stand together. And Brother Ray's message has been so clear. <clears throat> and um, I trust that you've taken it in and that you've allowed God through his word to challenge you. Now, he's already mentioned if you're not saved here today, we'd like the opportunity to be able to take time and to share from Scripture how you can be saved. But today, uh, I know the majority here, you do know the Lord, but you needed that challenge. I needed that challenge. I thank God for both 
the Sunday school hour and this church hour. So let's just go to God in prayer. Uh, Heavenly Father, as we have a time of invitation, extended prayer time, I pray that you, uh, Lord, would challenge us and help us to enlarge, Lord, our vision of what you want to do. God, forgive us for being complacent <clears throat> as a church family, Lord, as individuals. Help us, Lord, to be thankful and grateful, but not, not complacent. Lord, there's more that needs to be done, more missionaries that need to be sent, more souls that need to be saved, and so much more. God, I thank you that you challenge us today. You've challenged us in Jesus' name. Amen.